Do you consider yourself socially awkward? Well, you're not alone because a lot of people do. And we're talking about how to overcome shyness and social anxiety disorder in today's lesson. So keep it right here. Exploring Communications, where we discuss communication strategies for clearer speech, stronger relationships, and successful careers. In today's video lesson, we're talking about how to overcome social anxiety disorder, aka shyness. Now, you might be thinking, well, I'm really confident in a lot of situations, but there's always those few times where I'm like freaking out and I feel so awkward in certain types of situations, be it networking, public speaking, having a conversation with your boss. And some other explorers out there might be thinking, yeah, I mean, I'm always introverted. I'm always feeling shy. I always feel like I'm being super awkward in social situations. So basically what we're getting at here is that everybody feels socially awkward at some point be it in a situation they're really uncomfortable with, like public speaking, which is for most people the scariest thing imaginable. Or it could be things that they have never even tried before, like holding a meeting. Any situation where we are socially interacting and there are people who are looking at us and we feel like they're judging us, right? So it's really this evaluation apprehension, this fear of being evaluated that is fueling our self-criticism, our negative self-talk, and ultimately what is perpetuating our feelings of shyness and social anxiety. But what I'm here to tell you today is that you don't have to worry because we are giving you strategies that are going to help you overcome those sensations that are holding you back from meeting that great client, having that amazing interview, giving that stellar speech to get you promoted. All these great things can come out of really putting ourselves out there in social interaction settings. So today we're talking about ways to overcome that shyness so that you can feel really confident in any type of social interaction setting. So with that, let's jump right into it. The first thing you want to do is practice privately. So you're doing a practice out loud and you're imagining that there are people in front of you. Let's say it is a social setting of a public speaking situation. Let's say you're giving a speech. You can imagine there being an audience there. So you're going to make eye contact. You're going to do the proper body language that you want to convey. You want to do the gestures, the pacing, the use of pause. But the point here is you practicing it privately before you do it in front of anyone. The other thing you can do is practice your speech, your interview, your asking somebody out on a date, possible storytelling. Let's say you really want to get better at giving your friends a laugh or telling a story in a casual conversational setting like being in a cafe. For some people, that's super easy to do. It just is natural, rolls off the tongue, and everyone is hurled over in laughter. They can't control themselves because they find that story so funny and it's so visceral. Well, some people are naturals at it, but you can also get better at it. So if this is something that you want to work on, then practice the storytelling privately. So you can do that. Now, practice it in front of a mirror and practice it in front of an imagined audience. That's the first tip. The second tip is all about 
taking that practice and putting it out in the real world. So what you really want to do here is put yourself in situations where that fear of that social anxiety is going to be quite potent. So basically what you want to do here is get out of your comfort zone. And to do that, you can find people to tell a story to. It might be people that you're not very well acquainted with. It could be a couple of strangers. It could be some classmates that you're sort of familiar with. But ultimately, you want to find a new audience to tell your story to, to give that speech to, to practice asking out. So anything where you're really putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. Because what that will do is it will increase your threshold of comfort. And the the place of not being in your comfort zone is where we learn. That's where the magic happens because that is where you grow. You're pushing yourself outside of your familiar zone, outside of where you feel most at ease, and you're taking it to the next level. So this is really important if we want to overcome that fear of social judgment and anxiety and just being overwhelmed with emotion. Get out of your comfort zone, perform it live, perform it in a new environment, perform it in front of a brand new audience. And this will help you ultimately face your fear with talking to people, be it with a small group or a large group or in front of an audience of 10,000 people, let's say. It could even be helping you with your stage fright by filming something on camera. So really, whatever your level of comfort is, exceed it. Go out there. Put yourselves out there. I'm telling you, it's going to make a world of difference and you are going to feel it. It's going to feel so amazing. You're going to feel like your adrenaline pumped and you are ready to conquer any communication challenge. So it starts with that. The third thing that you can do, get some metal armor. Okay, so if you watch Game of Thrones, you've probably noticed that Cersei wears some metal armor on her dress and she even alludes to it. Somebody points it out. I think it's the, um, anyway, the point here is you can call it growing some thick skin, having your armor, whatever it is, but ultimately you want to be rejection proof. Why is that important? Because a lot of times when we're fearing these social situations, we're really actually scared about what people are going to think of us, how they're going to interpret what we wear, what we say, how we say it. And the truth is, is that we tend to overanalyze and overthink a lot of social situations. And a lot of the time, people are not even really paying attention to you, not as much as you think they are. So they're really just thinking more about themselves than they are you. Now, it's really important to be able to face the rejection when there is rejection. Or if somebody says something or does something that you don't like and it seems almost judgmental or evaluative, you're able to not even take it personally. And so that is what I mean by start to develop some armor, some thick skin, and don't take things personally. We will talk about something that's related to this in the last Strategy number seven. So make sure you watch to the end because I have an add on to number three. So get your rejection proof clothing or at least get that mindset of being bulletproof, rejection proof. Nothing anyone says can affect your self worth and how you see yourself. Because ultimately, if 
it does affect you, then that's going to prevent you from seeking out social interaction. It's going to prevent you from maybe landing that dream job or having that amazing conversation with this person who really can help you with your projects or whatever it is. It all starts with being able to communicate and get our ideas across. And ultimately, when we find the right people that connect us to the right places and situations, that's how magic happens, right? So it's really important to not worry too much about what other people think of you. Why Why would you care what other people think of you? That is something that you need to ask yourself. So what if they think of me this way or treat me that way or have these impressions or opinions about me, right? Because Ultimately, that's not going to do you any good thinking about all that noise. You don't want to pay attention to the noise. Number four, don't be self-conscious. A lot of times when we're nervous about giving a speech or holding a meeting, we're so focused on ourselves. What are they going to think of me? What do they think of my outfit? Do they worry about my accent? Can they understand me? Are they going to make fun of my English or of my French or of my Mandarin? Whatever language it is that maybe not your first language that you're presenting in, let's say. We find so many things to get hung up on and that stymie our development, right? So instead of being so critical and self-conscious, we have to take away that focus from us and put it instead on the people that we are engaging with, that we're interacting with. Make the focus them. Because when you do, and when it's no longer about you, that's when you're really able to engage. And you'll notice that your social anxiety will somehow vanish. It just disappears. And it really works like clockwork because as soon as you take the focus off of you, and put it instead on the value that you can add and give to your audience, to the people that you're interacting with, be it one person, be it a hundred people. It really is amazing how we suddenly don't feel so socially awkward anymore. So really keep that in mind because it's not about you. A lot of times people are not even paying attention to what you're doing, what you're saying. A lot of people don't even have the listening skills to (laughs) listen to what you have to say. So even if you make a mistake in the language you're speaking, even if you stumble upon your words, you stumble over your words, you say something that doesn't sound exactly the way you want it, or you're not dressed in the way that you want to be dressed, I don't know, whatever makes you feel self-conscious, let me tell you something, don't. Don't worry about it. Make it about them. A situation is only as awkward as you make it. So that is in your control and you will see that suddenly you're not so socially awkward anymore. All because you've changed the way you think about what you can offer people. Number five, share your expertise. A lot of times when we're nervous, we don't want to say it's because we're not that familiar with the topic or we're just not passionate about the subject. So in the context of giving a speech or sharing something with a group of friends or colleagues, let's say you have that story you want to tell, If you are passionate about something, that is going to come across as you're being so confident and poised and authentic, and people are going to gravitate towards you, and they're going to find that so inspiring because ultimately your passion will lead them to be passionate about what you find so exciting. So a really great way to start letting your confidence come through in these moments where we feel socially awkward is to share 
your expertise. So it could be something that you're actually very knowledgeable about. Maybe you have a degree in, maybe you've had a lot of experience doing, maybe you're just really super darn passionate about it. So let's say you're just fascinated with nutritional health. Well, if you're passionate about it, share that passion with somebody. Talk about it. And that's going to really help you get rid of this social awkwardness and this feeling like you don't know how to talk in front of people. You don't know what to say to people. It's going to help you build that confidence you need to talk to people about other subjects and to ask the right questions because you'll be able to figure out what people are interested in with what you're sharing with them. So go with that and practice with sharing your expertise, sharing your passion, and talking about what you're enthusiastic about. Number six, embrace the nerves. Now, believe it or not, being nervous before holding a meeting or running an event or having a conversation with someone or asking a person that you really like out on a date or giving a talk, it's not that bad to have nerves. In fact, it's really encouraged. You should be nervous. Let me tell you a funny story. So I grew up dancing classical ballet and I absolutely loved it. My favorite part of it was actually performing. I started at four and between four and middle school, I was not nervous at all performing. And that was fine because I don't think I really understood the concept of being nervous in front of an audience. Don't ask me why. I guess I'm weird like that. But After middle school, I started being aware. I started having this self-awareness about, oh, I mean, they're looking at me. If I make a mistake, you know, it's going to embarrass me or whatnot. But one of my last years of doing it, uh, I had the role of the Arabian coffee and it was my solo. And it was such a wonderful dance. And I was completely enamored of it. So it was actually the second year that I did this solo. So I'm on stage and I am so caught up in the dance itself, in the music that I'm literally transported to the Arabian desert. I am no longer Mary Daphne. I am this Arabian coffee person. I don't know if you're familiar with the Nutcracker, then you know which character I'm talking about. But the point here is that I was not nervous at all. I was completely transported to the (laughs) land of the sugar plum fairy. And What happened? Well, I forgot the second half of the dance. I kid you not, I am on stage in front of a live audience and it was packed because it was, I think it was opening night and I did not remember what came next. And I saw off to the side in the wings, my ballet mistress, that's what we call our ballet teacher. And she's motioning to me what to do. I think I was forgetting the turns and she was going like that. Luckily I caught her gaze And so I ended up doing it, but I was so, even then I was so relaxed. So my point here is that you actually need the nerves. And what you do is you channel those nerves into energy because that energy is what's going to help you stay focused. You don't want to completely let go. Now, I didn't do this on purpose. I was just having so much fun that I literally imagined myself on the desert. And you don't want to completely relax and let go in these types of situations, because then you probably will get lost in it and you will forget. And you might not have somebody in the wings telling you what comes next. So uh, just keep that in mind. And so don't look at nerves as this negative thing. Instead, I really encourage you, and I believe me, this works. I've done this with public speaking, with dance, with other 
uh, performance-based activities where you take those nerves and that energy, you know, those butterflies in your stomach, and you turn it into this ammunition, this adrenaline, this almost superpower sensation where you are just on alert and you can do it. You know, you have it in your heart and you know in your mind that you got this because you do, right? And it's a mindset thing. So channel those nerves into the energy you need to perform. The last strategy. Now, this might sound cliche, but it's so important. And that is love and accept yourself. How can you expect anyone else to accept you if you don't first accept yourself, if you don't first love yourself? So we talk a lot about, we hear a lot about, you know, mindfulness and self-love. Well, these are really important in our intrapersonal communication. Intrapersonal communication is the communication we have with ourselves. So you can think of it as the self-talk, as what we're telling ourselves in any situation, right before we go on stage, right? I'm saying something like, I got this. Come on, you can do this. Channel those nerves into energy. I'm pumping myself up. I'm giving myself a pep talk. On the flip side, you might be saying, what am I thinking giving this speech? I have no idea about this subject. I should have prepped it more. What was I thinking signing up for that talk? That's negative self-talk, which we want to avoid. The positive self-talk is going to help us perform in these social situations, be it small one-on-ones or big group settings, whatever it may be that's making you feel anxious. So you really do have to do the work of practicing self-love and doing that positive self-talk. You can think of having a mantra, any type of mantra. You don't even have to share it with anybody. It can be as silly and ridiculous and kooky and fluffy as you want it to be because it is your own. So think of anything that's really going to pump you up and make you feel super, like a superhero. So definitely think of a personal mantra that you can tell yourself to get you in that right mindset. So as you know, humans crave social acceptance. Why do you think we're so obsessed with the number of likes we get on our social media posts? Why do we always associate our worth online with our self-worth? Is because we need to see this social acceptance in the form of likes and hearts and comments and shares, which is all good and you should definitely do that for this video. But my point here is that we're not alone in craving that social acceptance, right? We come from tribes people where people were part of tribes and today we still are, right? We're part of groups and maybe cliques and clubs, right? So <laughs> what's your tribe? Basically, you want to make sure that you're accepting yourself because you won't be able to feel accepted by anyone else until you feel like you're worth it. So make sure that you first accept yourself with all your flaws and all your perfections and all your beauty and all your everything. Once you accept yourself, you'll start attracting the right people in your life. And you're going to be so much happier, so much more at ease in these socially awkward situations that are, in fact, not awkward at all. It's only as awkward as you make it appear to be, right? So definitely try out these strategies, practice them, and you are going to see that with practice and with the work you put in trying out these strategies to make them your own, you will see gradual changes that are really going to make a lasting impact 
on the way you interact with people in social settings. So make these part of your toolkit and just embrace it, Explorers, because I know that you have this and I know that you're going to be able to get and overcome your social awkwardness, your social anxiety, and your shyness by doing these seven things. So let's quickly recap before we go. We talked about how to overcome social anxiety and being socially awkward and those feelings of shyness by talking about these seven strategies we discussed in this lesson. We've discussed practicing privately, then going out of our comfort zones and performing it in front of people. We've talked about practicing self-love and acceptance and making sure that we have a thick skin so that we're rejection proof and we're not going to worry about what other people think of us. And we have that mindset shift about really making it about those people instead of us. We're making it about them. Telling ourselves, what value can I add to them? We also discuss sharing our expertise and making sure our passion comes out in what we say. And we talked about channeling that nervous energy into really powerful performance energy that can really get us to where we want to be with our social interactions. All right, Explorers, that's a wrap on this video. I do hope that you enjoyed this lesson. If you found it valuable, do give it a like. It means so much to us and it really helps our channel out. So be sure to do that and take a snapshot of this video with your phone and share it on social media. Tag us with our hashtag Explorning. Tag us with our handle. I will link it below so you can find our social media accounts. And that way we can share it in our stories if you tag us. All right. Well, I will catch you next time on Explorning. And don't forget to subscribe so that you can be up to speed on everything related to communication. I will see you in my next video. Happy Explorning.